Hey everyone, welcome to Shift, or welcome back if this isn't your first time here. Shift is a daily podcast where the thoughts and insights presented center around shifting expectations and being in a constant state of growth. I believe that radical accountability requires true vulnerability. Hopefully you find value in the content presented, and if so, I hope that you'll visit the website togetherweshift.com and check out some of the other resources available in the tools section. Now let's get to it. Hey everybody, what's happening? Today's episode of Shift the Podcast features Chad Vermillion. Chad is an awesome individual. He is someone that I've come to know who has just tremendous discipline. He's a really great guy, biggest heart. And Chad's story inspired me because he had never really worked out. He'd done some CrossFit, he'd kind of hang out with the guys, but he'd never taken his physical fitness very seriously. And sometime in December, he decided he was going to try out and try on what bodybuilding looked like. And 16 weeks later, maybe 20 weeks later, he went and won his first amateur competition. It's a great story. He's a great guy. I can't wait for you to hear what he has to say. So with that, let's get to it. Yeah, man. So really, truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to do this again, because I know time is time is super valuable and you got a lot going on with with a big family and a business to run and the whole thing. But I really kind of wanted to start over with uh, just where like tell us who you are. Like, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You got a business, you got a family, you got a wife, you know, how, you know, what did you do pre semi retirement bodybuilding, you know, running the business, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I did. Um, so I'm married. I'm married to, to Esther and we have four kids. I've been married about 20 years and uh, we uh, have been in network marketing for many years now. But prior to that, I was in software engineering and uh, some friends of ours got us um, it, uh, or directed us towards network marketing when we looked at it with open eyes for the first time. And and that was about 10 years ago. And since then, we've been blessed to have two successful, very successful businesses in network marketing. And um, I'm also a professional guitar player. I, I play guitar for um, different events around North Texas. And um, record, I do a lot of recording as well. have some albums out online. And um, just uh, recently got into fitness modeling. So I'm doing that. And I am a bodybuilder as well. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. When you said, I noticed you mentioned the network marketing thing you said when we decided to look at it with open eyes. Were you resistant to it at first? Well, at first, I was probably like 98, 99% of most people when they hear that term, you know, multi level marketing or, or network marketing. It usually, you know, will end up being, oh, it's one of those things, or, you know, they end up having visions of having to chase their friends and their family and stuff like that. And uh, but what got me excited about it, or at least open to looking at it, is that the man that talked to me, I had a lot of respect for. He was highly successful. He was a businessman. And yet he was spending uh, a good 10 to 20 percent of his time doing this network marketing thing and making a lot of money. And so I, I, I was open to it because I saw someone doing it that I actually respected. And mm. because of that, I looked at it with open eyes and I realized the world that I was missing or had been missing. Had I known about it previously? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, Carrie and I are involved in the, in, in the network marketing thing. And it's, it's such a weird thing because we were so dead set against it. 
and not like it was like it was like the f word in our house like you just don't we, we, you don't talk about it we're not doing it there's no way no how and what i started to recognize was like freedom has been such a through line for me for so long and wanting like time freedom and to raise my kids and to be able to make choices that not everybody who is kind of married to their job can make and it was one of those things where it wasn't until we kind of found a product that we really could get behind that had real impact on our personal lives. And then we just started telling everybody about it. We weren't going to do the business. We were just going to tell people about the product. Like it's helped us so much. We want to help other people. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we're like full on doing network marketing. Yeah. It was like, well, I swore I was never going to do this, but I just can't help not help people. Well, that's how our second one came about. So the first one came about kind of like, was a great product. And I fell in love with it. And I learned network marketing. The second came about because of that same thing. We started using the product, my wife specifically. And she just got so excited. She kept sharing and sharing and sharing. All of a sudden, we realized, we're making money. Where's this money coming from? And, uh, you know, but then we realized, oh, it's network marketing. We already know how to do that. So, you know, we poured our efforts into that. And it, it turned out very well for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you have any uh, any reservations around? Because I know a lot of men tend to have reservations around their wives kind of running the business and then coming home <coughs> to be a part of their wife's business or a part of their 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 you know not being the breadwinner. Was that well, was that a tricky thing for you guys or kind of, but not really because it was different. In the fact that well, we were both already working at home full time. I, mean, I was already working at home full time, you know, and doing network marketing myself in my business. And I saw this as an opportunity for my wife to thrive in something that she could do well. And so I looked at it as um, of her expanding herself and doing what I think God was calling her to do and to, 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 to preach the message that she was giving her, but to share what she was meant to share through her gift. And so I was very excited to let to let my wife actually step through because I was already at home with the kids, taking care of. So I was a little different role than most husbands would be. Yeah, like oh, I gotta wait, I gotta stay home with the kids now while you go out and do this, you know, network marketing thing. So, so from that aspect, it was a little different for us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my experience was a little bit different. I was I was working full time and and eventually sort of working for myself. And then when I stopped kind of working for myself and came, you know, home to work with the wife, there was definitely a little bit of like, what am I signing on for? What am I, what am I getting into here? But the thing is I've found that's been really amazing about it for us has been the time freedom that's allowed us to grow like as people and, and really dive into things that we wouldn't otherwise have time for. And like the connection I have with my kids, like you got four kids, we've got a large family and like the ability to be home and be connected with my kids on a level that most dads don't really get is, man, I mean, that's worth, I take a 20% pay cut to just keep that, you know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then for us, it's been, you know, my kids may not like it, but they have seen me every day of their lives, pretty much mm-hmm. nine, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, except when I'm out doing whatever. So I am very aware of the fact that most people don't get that. And I'm very, very grateful. Uh, the fact that we have that because of what that has network marketing has done for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge, man. It's such a big, it's such a big thing. Um, 
And I'm sure that allows you to have the time to like be a professional guitar player, you know, and and have creative outlets. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that led to a space where, you know, and what kind of what, what brought me really interested in your journey was, you know, December, January, I think um, I saw a post of yours where you were, you were diving in to this bodybuilding journey and just watching the transformation and watching what you've been able to accomplish and, you know, really it was like, what, a 16 week program that you put together with your coach to dive into professional, you know, competition or an amateur competition, I guess. Right. It's like a pro-am kind of deal. It's a, well, it's an amateur competition, but it's a professional qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from, I mean, you went from like zero, I mean, obviously you worked out, you're a big dude, you know, you, 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 you no. had something to work with, but no. Well, okay. I guess I had something to work with, but I'd never really lifted weights before I did this. Yeah. I did CrossFit before, which doesn't really count because, I mean, you're doing Olympic lifting, but I'd never done, never done bench press before. You know, hardly really? ever. Never. I, I never hardly touched a bench press till this, this year. Really? You know, never, yeah. Never did curls. Never did any kind of tricep work. My triceps were horrible. So, yeah, this was the first year I ever really did weightlifting. Wow. So that's even more because I just assume because, I mean, like I so, said, you know, you're kind of a, you're kind of a big dude to begin with. But having not done any consistent kind of working out, you know, and like you said, CrossFit's kind of a different animal, right? Like you do, you know, squats and, and, and some clean jerks and stuff like that, but it's not really, you know, targeted muscular training. Right. So that's, that's even more impressive because you entered into the 16-week program and then win this amateur competition from nothing. So like, tell us about that journey. Tell me what that was like for you. Like what brought you to that decision what made you go, hey, I think I want to do this crazy thing that I've never done before? Well, it, twofold. And I've been thinking about it even a lot more since our last, you know, what really brought me about to do it. Um, it was a really hard year for us, you know, as it was for everybody. COVID was very, I mean, it, it just it pretty much got me to a place where I was uh, mentally not, not really caring about much anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, homeschooling my kids and work from home, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. Um, you know, everyone's scared. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of hope in the news. And so, you know, I, but I was, you know, I was getting fat and I was getting lazy and I um, just not, not caring about what I was eating. And I saw myself going down the path that it was several years ago where I ended up, you know, ballooning up, just getting out of control. And I saw that as a path to where I was before, which was very, very depressed. And so I said, okay, it's time to do another something physical to get myself back where I need to be. And I always wanted to have um, a good physique. And like I said, I did CrossFit before, and I love CrossFit. It made me very strong, gave me great endurance, but it doesn't give you a great physique. And so I I said, I will, um, you know, I I want to see what I can do about, you know, actually bodybuilding. I just happened to be in the gym and there were some people I said, who can tell me about this? They directed me to, to a couple coaches. I talked to one and he told me, you know, what it would entail. And I made the decision and talked to my wife. I said, I just made the decision right there. I'm going to do it. So I committed to a program. Um, initially it was going to be a 20, 20 week program. Uh, we ended up shortening that because I wanted my actual first show to be in Fort Worth, you know, in my hometown. And uh, it would, it, and, and close. And so I did that and it was ended up being 16 weeks and uh, went from nothing. I went from 217 
to 205 at the, is what I stepped on stage at. And uh, my body fat percentage was 5.7, I believe, when I stepped on stage. And that's the lowest it's ever been in my life. Yeah. And um, I felt fantastic. And I ended up winning uh, that show. Yeah, it's amazing because to hear it like a tw- it's only like, well, I'm not great at math, but it sounds like about a 10 to 12 pound weight difference. But your body fat percentage was radically different. And then the muscle mass that you put on is, is a lot different. And so like walk us through a little bit, like what that looks like. Cause you're talking 16 weeks. I mean, that's four months and you know, most people would, would say, you know, we'll put, we'll put before and after pictures or at least, you know, throw some, throw some images in with a video of this. So if you're, if you're listening to this on, on any of the podcast platforms, go check out the YouTube video and you'll be able to see kind of what we're talking about a little bit, but you know, most people would look at your after photos and think that that's like a year long transition. And it's really not. I mean, it's, it's four, three and a half, four months. And, and so what does that look like for you? Like how much time are you putting in? What's, what's your kind of like daily routine to get from, you know, zero to hero in, in that. I'll, I'll, t- I'll walk you through it. Um, so it started out, um, eating right around 3,300, 3,400 calories of the foods that you would expect, you know, chicken, rice, beef, you know, sweet potato, rice, you know, eggs, all that stuff. And, um, I worked out two body parts a day or two body groups a day, twice a week. So I would do legs one day, then I would do chest and arms the next day. Then I do shoulders and back the next day. And then I'd repeat that legs the next day, then chest and arms and shoulders and back. And then Sunday would be a day off. Um, at first it was just that, which, you know, each body part group is about an hour's worth of work, hour to hour and 15 minutes. So, that's usually about two to two hours and 15 minutes in the gym, just weightlifting. Now, bear in mind, this is for directed for someone who is contest prepping. This isn't just you're going to the gym just to get, you know, strong or fit or whatever. Like I am yeah. now, I'm just in my off season, so to speak. Um, so I don't want to scare anybody. It's like, you have to do this to get ripped in 60 minutes. You don't, but you know, it's, it's a contest prep. So yeah. Yeah. It's um, a different animal. I mean, it's very sort of focused and, you know, it's very intensive, very focused on each yeah. body. And so it, for about four weeks, it was just that, about two to 15. Then we had to start adding in cardio um, to, to get body fat percentage down uh, twice a day, which ended up being uh, 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes at night. So all said and combined, I was probably working out three and a half hours per day at that from that yeah. point. Yeah, and that's not something you can do unless you've got some time freedom. Like if you're working 60 hours a week, that's right. that's not really that's not it really. Is, um, well, it, 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 well, let me tell you how I did it because, like, when I would do my cardio, one thing I didn't want this to do was interfere with my family life too much. I mean, I yeah. knew it wasn't going to be some, but my gym has free childcare, which is awesome. So they would get to be there with me the gym while I was working out, and that helped out a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would wake up at five in the morning before everybody's awake. You know, go out and do my 30, 45 minutes of cardio back. You know, by the time I was getting up, so you know, they didn't affect us at all. And then, you know, go into the gym with them. And then after everybody's in bed, I go out and do my cardio at night. So it can be done. Anybody can do that as long as you can do that after your family hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important point because a, a lot of people, the the idea is, that, well, I don't have time. Right. And it's like, it's kind of crazy because 
you you personally have as much time as I do. Like we both have 24 hours in the day and it's just a function of how we choose to use it, right? Are we watching Netflix? Are we are we sitting around, you know, drinking, having a couple beers and talking, you know, with the guys or are we choosing to say, hey, this is like, yeah, I want to hang out. I want to have a conversation with you, but you got to come run with me because that's the only way because that comes first, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, and I got I got so, got to meet so many people because I'd get them in to work out with me. So you want to hang out with me? Come work out with me. And it was a great bonding time for me and a lot of people. Yeah, that's really cool. I wish I was closer to Texas, man. I definitely. I know, man. I'd, I'd love for you to come train. I'd definitely come hang out and roll with you a little bit. I um um. So when you do cardio, are you for are you doing straight running? Are you doing run, walking. jog, walk, just walk, just walking. movement? Walking. Um, for me, it was walking. Now, you can do some running, but you don't want to do a lot. Now, I'm speaking if you're trying to actually build muscle or, or body build. Because, uh, you know, cardio do, or high-intense cardio does require your, the calories that you would be using to build muscle to burn. And it yeah. burns them a lot more. So you don't want to do too much hit or anything too high intensity, but usually heart rate between, you know, 120 to 150 for about 30, 45 minutes. Okay. And for me, I, I love just walking. So we have good, good hills on our foot. So I just go out, you know, walk the hills. It was a lot easier on my joints or, and, yeah. and running and running. Yeah. You know, I'm a heavy guy. So it's running. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you're talking. So if you're just walking, and you're getting so it's really that target heart rate that you're looking for 120, 150, kind of, somewhere in there. It's, it's not even so much towards the end. I realized it wasn't even so much that. It's just the action of doing it. You're going to burn as, as many calories going out walking two miles an hour as you would four miles an hour. You sure. might, you're because you're covering the same distance. You know, you might burn a few extra because your heart rate's going a little longer, but oh, really, it's just going out and walking. People yeah. get too hung up on was I doing enough? Was it high intensity enough? Just grab your family, go out for a two mile walk. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you're putting in 3,500 calories a day and you're, and you're working, you know, 90 minutes of cardio a day lifting. And like, I've always had a hard time understanding the balance between like calorie intake, calorie burn. Cause there's all the different conversations around like, you know, caloric deficit, right? If you want to lose weight, you want to burn body fat, you know, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. So when you say 3,500 calories, my brain is like, what? Well, it wasn't 3,500. It's like 20, 20, 30, 31, 32. It's still. Yeah. I mean, that's still high. like, you, you know, you think, you know, 2000 calorie diet, it's like, well, you know, you're rolling that much. And is it, and so to me, that tells me like, you got to run, right? Like you got to burn the calories, but you need the calorie. If you're trying to put on size or trying to build muscle, you need the calories to do that. And so how much of that were you tracking macros? Like, are you really no, paying super close attention? My coach was, my coach would, he would give me the plan based on uh, macros and he would adjust it based on the way I was looking. Now you got to understand, you know, 3000 calories sounds like a lot, but Keith, I guarantee you probably most guys eat that in a day. And you don't realize because when you have a burger or something with a lot of fat and carbs, all that is probably a thousand calories. So, you know, you yeah. eat one or two of those a day, you know, 3000 calories is not a lot. The problem or not the problem. The difference is that 3000 calories when you're not eating a lot of fat or sugar is a lot more food. So, you know, I'm having to eat seven to eight ounces of meat six times a day and yeah. uh you know, or, or eggs or, or protein, whatever it is. So it's, it's a lot of protein and it's, it's, and about the same amount of carbs. And yeah. then the carbs start going away. 
Yeah. So as you get close to competition weight and, and, and competition look actually, cause it's not even about weight. It's just about presentation. You're, are right. you, are you cutting carbs way down? Well, in that prep, yes. I mean, I'm about towards the, the last four weeks, that was about 1,750, 1,800 calories a day. Um, that most of that is protein, um, hardly any fat. And um, that was a rough time. That was rough. And that's when I said, if I had it to do over again, I would have done a longer prep because I came from nothing, zero base. And I didn't yeah. realize, you know, what it was going to take to, to melt, the, melt the fat away and build the muscle. Yeah. And it took, you know, walking around like a zombie for three or four weeks. Yeah. And uh, so, so now that I've already gone through that and I'm prepping for my next show, I'm already down you know, below 10% body fat. And so I don't have to worry about that huge, you know, withdrawal, except for the last two weeks when we start. <laughs> back. Yeah. You'll cut way back the last two just to now. Yeah. Is that, is that not, I don't, not to, not to, you know, get controversial, but you know, from a health standpoint, cause you know, like you were talking like, this is really for like show prep. So this isn't really like just health and fitness. This is very focused. It's very niche kind of. That's another side of it. I haven't even covered yet. Yeah. (laughs) So I myself, I'm a health nut. So my question is like, you know, the, the up and down with calories and things like that, like, does that have a health impact on you? I've been, well, I have all my blood work monitored this whole time to see. I noticed that my um, cholesterol was kind of going like this a little bit a lot of the time. It ended up going way down, which is yeah. very good. Um, but it, it would go around my, I think hormonally probably did a lot more, you know, because when you're losing that much body fat, you know, my hormones start to get around. That's probably I was a little more grouchy, a little more. I'm not. Yeah. I was. And <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I was, I know. Um, but um as far as everything else, my liver, uh, all my liver panels were great. My heart, you know, was great at the end. Um, kidneys were, were great. Um, all my blood count was 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 fantastic. So, um, so I, I, you know, I don't know because I would think that it was, but I always make sure that I was supplementing throughout the whole thing with yeah. very good stuff. You know, liver support, essential oils, omega threes, vitamin D, B twelve. You know, and everything that I would need that I might not be getting from my diet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to know, I mean, you're, you're an all natural bodybuilder as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a lot of different supplements and things people take everything ranging from, you know, BCAAs to, to, you know, steroids or performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that. So I definitely would want to talk about, you know, and one, like, obviously you've talked a lot about eating meat, right? So it's not like, super clean vegetarian, you know, all that, which, which is a, is an option for some, you know, but um, I'd love to talk about like what the supplementation looks like for you. Cause I know you, you know, we both use essential oils. It's both, it's a big part of our life. So I know that the, you know, the lifelong vitality supplements and stuff like yes. that, but even I, I'm not a bodybuilder. I go to the gym, you know, four or five times a week. Even I have to like supplement above and beyond with, you know, B12, vitamin D, certain things like that, um, creatine. I'm wondering what other, what, what kind of stuff are you, you know, throwing yeah. in there to manage uh, of, that healthily? Uh, yeah, um, I've done a lot of research. And, and to be honest, I don't think that the science is out there on a lot of these things that you spoke of, specifically like creatine, L-carnitine, you know, leucine, amino acids, things like that. I know there have been a lot of studies done, um, but I, I'm figuring I'm, actually finding a lot of the bro science to be 
a lot more helpful than I am the scientific uh, publications I was trying to read about it. Because I was really curious specifically about creatine. Yeah. You know, what, it, does it really help? Is it really beneficial? You know, I take it myself. I, you know, I notice some difference. I know it's maybe a little bit more of a pump. But, you know, then again, I'm thinking, well, is that because of that or is that that pre-workout that I just took? You know, yeah. so the, for me, I, I do creatine. I do essential, essential amino acids, ACAs. I do BCAs um, sometimes um, as far as around the workout. I will do pre-workout. I do caffeine. A lot of guys won't do caffeine. I, I will do caffeine. I love, and I probably shouldn't drink too many of them, but I love bangs. Yeah, I don't know if you know what those are. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear a lot about a, a lot of good things about it. I really I, love them um, because you know they're zero calorie. Number one, um, yep. they don't have they don't have a lot of crap in it, for lack of a better word. It's sweetened with sucralose, which is the best, but it's not the worst. Yeah, and it may hold make you hold a little bit of water, but overall, I, I really like. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you tried Zoa yet? I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff about Zoa also as like a supplement drink or a, uh, similar to Bang. Um, no, I haven't heard of that one yet. But um, not to get off track, but I like I like drinking Bangs pre workout. I found a new one that I really like um, here and locally that doesn't give you a lot of jitters if you take too much and gives you just you know the right amount of energy. Yeah. Um, of course, like you said, B twelve, uh, vitamin D three, K one. Um, I do. Uh, uh, fish oil, omega threes. I do the lifelong vitality pack. I do uh, zinc. You know, I'm a big learner of zinc. Yeah. I take a lot of magnesium. I take that too. Yeah, I take a lot of magnesium uh, every day, just for nothing else, just uh, help with inflammation in, in the body. Turmeric. I take turmeric. Um, I take. Uh, I like Juice Plus's product. I like that their uh, fruit and veggie blends that they have. So I take those. Um. There's a few others I take. Uh, is there a particular protein shake that you like or that you use, or do you stay away from those? No, I do. I do protein at least once a day, sometimes twice. Um, I, I don't like using it too much because I'm not a big believer in dairy, but I, I do whey protein isolate. If you're going to do a dairy protein, I would recommend the isolate. Don't do whey and, and stay away from casein as well as much as you can. It's yeah. just not that great for you. But the reason most bodybuilders use ISO is because of the readily absorption, how fast it's absorbed and how yeah. much of it can be absorbed versus something like a vegan protein. Yeah. Um, I think all proteins are good. I mean, like pea protein, if you need vegan protein. My second favorite would be bone broth protein. Really? I think. I'm, yeah. I, I just, I like the nutrients that come from bone broth. I don't know about the absorption rate because I haven't used it a lot yet, but I like, I like that as opposed to something like soy protein. Yeah. Yeah, I try. I tend to try to stay away from soy. I now you mentioned the isolate. Do you like the? Do you prefer the isolate over the concentrate? Because I've seen like very like you said like the science out there. I just don't know that it's it's conclusive in anything. And it seems like everything that says one way, you could go the You're other right. way, and you find something that backs it up just as much. My logic behind it for me, and I've heard this backed up by some people that I trust, is that with the isolate, you're getting just the way. When mm -hmm. you're getting away or occasion, you're getting the lactic acid. You're getting the sugar that comes with that. And that's really going to cause you to bloat, retain, and get fat. Interesting. So okay. the more you say away from the full way, I would say the better. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've read, I've read that. And I've also read that the, that the added carbs in the concentrate is actually, can actually be beneficial to you depending on, I guess it all comes down to like personal you know, because everybody's body type is different. Like you, you talked about 
being just a natural, right? Like you had a lot of people kind of approach you and say, dude, you just, you're just genetically gifted towards this type of, of, you know, physique, right? Like, cause you compete in the classic physique, which is a little bit different than the traditional physique, which I'd love to kind of unpack that a little bit, but like, you know, you're like what, six foot, Five eleven or five, five ten 11. and three quarters. Yeah, so I'm like, so like we're almost the same. I'm like 5'8 eight and a half, five nine, and I could never look the way you look just because genetically I'm built differently. That doesn't oh, mean that look, I couldn't get cut. Well, I can make I can make you look really good there. <laughs> it doesn't I'm mean that I couldn't look better. I'm looking at your shoulders. Like, I can know? make you look really good. Yeah, so I'm sure my wife's going to be like, let's move to Texas and hang out with Chad for a while. I'll get, I'm going to text your wife and be like, okay, you know, get him to come. We're going to make him work out. Is he working out? You know? Yeah, I'm for me, it's the diet. For, for me, it's definitely the diet. I cut processed shit out. <laughs> um, it's sad that I know this, but, like, today is the second day of week five. Um, and so I cut processed sugar out, and it's been really beneficial for me. The challenge we had is, like, two or three weeks into that, we got COVID. So I had to like lay low for two weeks and just kind of chill, but it's been good for me. I mean, I've lost weight. I just got back into the gym yesterday after being off for two weeks. So I'm, you know, I've got a diet plan that you kind of sent me and I haven't implemented that yet. Cause man, I gotta be honest, like the mental game, I want to talk about that. Cause like the, the, the diet that you sent me, I looked at that and was like, I don't have that much time in the day to eat that much food. <laughs> yeah yeah wait 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 wait. we talked you know, about time and it's it's totally upper limiting i 100 percent recognize like i, I remember can, that thing it was like man that's <laughs> a lot of food that's a lot of time well think about it this way don't think about it so much as, as six meals a day just thinking about it as your body constantly needing nutrients so if yeah. you think i need to get this amount of food in in a day and i need my body to constantly be getting those nutrients well, if that's the case, you can eat every three hours, your next meal an hour after that, next meal two hours after that, whatever yeah. you're hungry for. If you think of it like that. Yeah, I'm definitely working on <clears throat> framing how I think about food. And like we kind of talked about this because I think like Americans have this idea that like food is pleasure and food like we every every holiday, every celebration is attached to some sort of feast. You know, mm -hmm. like we just had Mother's Day a couple of days ago and we didn't do a big giant meal because I kind of talked to my wife and I was like, I want to stop celebrating life around this thing that actually when not treated properly is killing us. Like so many people are struggling with food addictions and struggling with eating crap food. Like I'm really trying to rework my thinking around food to just be fuel and not like something else, which is, really hard for me because like you say six meals a day and they're really not even meals right like for me meal like i'm sitting down with my whole family i'm doing a thing but like when you're doing meal prep and you're doing that kind of stuff it's almost not even like a meal it's like just fueling your body on the go right it is and keith you i think you brought up probably the main point of what keeps people from from doing this and that is the fact that we and I'm the I'm the number one at this. We are addicted to food, and, and or and we're addicted to the way that food makes us feel, or avoid that it, it feels for us that we're lacking somewhere else. Yeah, and because food tastes good or makes you feel good, and then you realize an hour later, why did I do that? You know. So yeah. I I to break I knew that was going to be the hardest part, but it actually turned out to be the easiest because. 
I was able to replace, like, I love wine. I love drinking wine, you know, and, and I'm, I, one of a lot of things that I've heard, especially from a lot of moms over the last 16, 20 weeks that I've talked to people is that's a hard one for a lot of people to give up is alcohol. Yeah. And, you know, and I get that, you know, a glass of wine at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, kids are driving you nuts or whatever it is. Sure. You know, that's fine. So I, I get that or sugar or ice cream or whatever it is, but two weeks into it, when I'm realized I'm having to eat constantly, 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 I didn't have time to eat that other stuff. I didn't have, I didn't want to eat it because I'm so full. And then for me, working out gave me more of a pleasure, I don't, response than alcohol. Yeah. So I'm able to replace alcohol with exercise. And yeah. I probably will for the rest of my life. I may never drink the rest of my life because number one, it's better that I don't for my body. Yeah. I can't because I'm lifting. And I feel better. Yeah. So, you know, and I feel great. And I think people don't realize if you are committed, you're seeing results in your body, you're not going to care about that other stuff. Yeah, that's how it is for me. I, I mean, I've been sober for 18 years because I, me and alcohol don't really play well together. And and yeah. I couldn't really do that and try to have a family. Like so, so for me, the drinking thing is easy. But I do know a lot of people who are like, What do you mean I can't have one? What do you mean? You want me to cut out that? And it's like, you know, and, and, and at the same time, they'll say they don't have a drinking problem, which to me is, is mm-hmm. kind of funny. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you don't want to give it up, that <laughs> there's a, but like, cause I recognize that's my, yeah. my experience with food. Like I love ice cream right. and I love, and I find myself like once I get through the day, cause I'm like you, I'm home with the kids most of the day and you know, nine 30 at night when the house gets quiet, I want to sit down with a bowl of ice cream and a half hour of television and unwind and just sit yeah. and feel good. And it's like, but if on the days that I get up and go to the gym and work out and get those, you know, whatever those hormones, whatever those chemicals are going, man, I don't want to eat crap because I'm like, I put in the work. I don't want to undo it. And so mm-hmm. like our family, like my wife and I, we did 75 hard early in the fall I respect you know, much respect. So, much respect. and it was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's similar to what you, what you went through, but it's, not, well, I like it because it's a commitment. You know, so yeah. I'm going to do this. No, man, I could be throwing up, but I'm getting those two workouts in. Today. I'm getting my two workouts in and I was in the best shape I'd been in. And what I realized is afterwards, you know, then you like celebrate with food or you like, I put in the work, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the gym today or I'm not going to do this thing. And what I sort of realized was probably six, eight weeks after that, I was right back at my starting weight. And it was like, man, I put in all this freaking work. And because, and that's when I really realized. And what's funny is it was right around the time I started seeing your Facebook posts. And I was just like, this is what it's about. It's about reframing how we, you know, choose to spend our day how we choose to eat, what we choose to eat. And I just, I loved watching your journey because it was so inspiring for me to, to see that. And you're a huge reason why I looked at my diet. Cause I was like, I'm working out, but I'm still eating donuts and ice cream or, you know, not really paying attention to the carbs versus the processed sugars. So, and I've had, I've had guys I worked out with or that I've, you know, mentors and coaches, accountability partners of mine that are like, you got to cut out sugar. You got to cut sugar. And I'm like, look, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Like, you know, 
food is my one thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, I have one vice. <laughs> it's such an upper limit. It's such a bullshit no. reason to, I know. <laughs> like, so watching your journey, I was like, you know what? I have got to change my diet. And, and in doing that, I'm seeing those results. Yes. And the value in those results is great enough that like, I mean, I've had in our house, we've had three, four birthdays in the time I've cut out sugar, haven't had a piece of cake, have, you know, haven't done any of those things because it's like, no, I got, I want to be around to see my kids grow up. I don't want the inflammation. I don't want the extra weight. You know, I don't have any intentions of competing, but like, oh, I'm going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> being, 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 I'm gonna get you like, shorts, oh, I'm ready man. to do that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the physique one, so I don't have to wear the the short shorts. Yeah, you, know? you got to. I can get you there. <laughs> and, and I do leg day, so I, not because I don't want to do legs. I do leg day, but I don't know if you get me on stage in a speedo, man. That that's a thing that. <laughs> well, no, they were getting me on a stage. Well, I don't know if you saw the, what the three different categories were. They wear the border shorts, you know, like you see out the beach. Yeah. Ever. They look all ripped and being everything's like, yeah, I can do that. But then, and then classic physique, they say, no, no, you don't, you don't wear a speedo. You know, you wear the classic, you know, just like boy shirts. Oh, okay. Well, they didn't tell me that, you know, there's like short boy shorts and longer <laughs> ones. And they sent these to me, you know, two days before the contest. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like you, that was the one part I was like, yeah. But then bodybuilding, they wear the speed. I mean, they wear like the you know full Jeez, speed. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not doing that. I'm tiny, not tiny. Doing that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But you know, going back for a second, because you, you just mentioned um a lot of people they say, Well, do you track macros, do you track calories? You know, how do you do it? <clears throat> what I would tell people to do, instead of doing that, create a meal plan based on macros, let's just say based on macros. But don't say every day, oh, I can have this in my macros, or I can have this in my macros. Do a meal plan where you're only eating these things for two weeks at a time or whatever. And then if you can modify it, change that and do something else two weeks time. Don't give yourself permission to say, well, if I cut this out and put this in there, or I can have this today, or you're going to stress yourself out and you're probably going to end up stopping. Yeah. Well, it's hard so work. It's exhausting. It, it is. So have one meal plan. And say, this is what I'm eating. Now, if, you, if that gets old, you want to do that, you want other things, we'll then change it two weeks later, but stick to that for two or three weeks at a time. Right. Okay. And, so you're saying like on. chicken, rice, asparagus. Well, starting from bottom to top. Oats, grains. Oatmeal, cream of rice, eggs, egg whites, um, blueberries, um, cinnamon, uh, those those are going to be good, all good for you're going to have chicken, lean beef, uh, very lean ground turkey, and of course white fish, which is going to be cod or tilapia. Um, I got shrimp at one part during that. That was pretty cool, but he took it away because had too much sodium. <laughs> and um, but now I'm on con a different stuff. I didn't even have much. Yeah. So how you anyway, when you say like when you say like lean beef, like would you throw in like elk or bison or yes. Yes, yes, yes. Venison, venison, any yeah. kind of venison, very lean, very good to you. Um, just whatever is the leanest kind of meat. Don't do pork. Yeah, it's not good for you anyway. Yeah. Um, but fit, yeah, white fish. You can do salmon as well. Uh, I just don't like salmon. I think it's gross. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have for the carbs, you're going to have rice, sweet potato, red or red potato. 
and um yeah that's pretty much it yeah and then yeah and, and if you can you, you have certain and then vegetables asparagus broccoli green beans cauliflower collard greens cruciferous vegetables kale yeah. um and salad lots of greens uh but yeah that's it that's so it if you, we create a, a plan based around those things for x amount of time oh and peanut butter almond butter too i, I, I yeah. couldn't live without that yeah yeah so any any meal plan that I do is going to consist around mostly those items. Yeah, Carrie and I. It was funny. Carrie and I had this conversation because you know, like in our house, you know, we got a lot of kids, we got a big family, and it's like trying to feed everybody. And so, like meal planning is just always this constant like thorn in my side about like how we plan meal, like what are we going to eat, what's for dinner. But then, like every morning, it's like oatmeal, eggs. Or like bagels, right? Like that's like they kind of have a the the choice. Which one of these three do you want? And I like I had this conversation. Where I was like, how come we can't do that with dinner? Like, why can't we just have like chicken and rice, like potatoes and fish, you yeah. know, or whatever it is? And like that's it. Why do we always have to have like some sort of different giant three course meal every night? Like, <laughs> I, I, when did that become a thing? You know, three meals yeah. a day. Meal. I mean. When did that become a thing? Most people yeah. did have three meals a day or whatever it yeah. was. And like, it's lunchtime. Like what's lunch? Like, no, just like, like you're not hungry. It's so like, crazy how we, so, how we spend so much energy around food. It's, but just, yeah, you just have to be wise around your prep. Like I would prep Sunday and Wednesday and yeah. I have two instant pots going at any given time. You know, I have my meat in one, my rice in the other, whatever it is, two meats going. Yeah. Have meals prepped, put in the freezer, and others in the fridge. Ready yeah. And you just get into a system. I mean, it does take time. Yeah. But if you can it. do it, if you can make your kids do it for you, that's even better. Yeah, for sure. Did you find that you, do you are you are you on the in the white rice camp or the wild rice? Like, there's like this whole thing about like white rice versus brown rice. And I've read some stuff that like brown rice has some really negative impacts on like your liver and your kidneys and things oh. like that. Or well, I'm not in that camp, but I, I didn't hear about that. My my issue around rice, not issue, but where I differentiate is around digestion. Um, white rice is a digestible faster than brown rice is. Okay. Um, so I will normally do white rice if I'm going to do before my workout and maybe right post right directly after my workout because I know it's going to be absorbed faster into my cells. And then if I'm doing it later, and they'll probably be like a brown rice because I think brown rice – probably has more nutrients in it just logically yeah it's not it's not processed or refined but honestly my favorite rice is sushi rice i'll get organic sushi rice and for my white and that's just fantastic yeah awesome it may not be the best for me health wise and i don't know where all that is with rice but i do know how it digests yeah yeah it seems to be i mean you know i kind of just go into the camp of you know a billion asians can't be wrong you know, like, <laughs> they seem to be doing just fine. And so, you know, it makes sense. Um, as far as potatoes go, go for red potatoes, not white potatoes or gold potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been looking a lot at the Mediterranean diet lately because my wife has has developed some digestive issues and I do all the cooking in the house. So, like, I got to I got to try to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm and I can eat anything. I shouldn't, but I can. And so mm-hmm. I've been looking a lot at the Mediterranean diet lately, which is, you know, a lot of fish and a lot of rice. And, and, you know, it's, what's interesting to me is like, even some of the supplements you talked about, those are spices in a Mediterranean diet, like turmeric and coriander and clove, all real good digestive, you know, essential oil. And we use all those essential oils for digestion. Um, 
So yeah, the Mediterranean diet is one that I've been looking at. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that you're mentioning kind of lands in that same, you know, region of cooking. Um, they had a very long span of life in that region for a long time. Yeah. yeah they live a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they seem yeah. to be, you know, the health issues seem to be less prevalent yeah. in, in that part of the world. And so there's got to be something to that. Right. You yeah. know, I'm sure it's living by the water and, and putting in a good day's work, but what we put into our bodies makes a ton of sense too. Um, you mentioned water, you know, not on a side topic, but I'm a big, now big proponent of, of water. I think the water that you drink and where you drink, it makes a big difference in your health. You know, a yeah. big component of mineral water, natural mineral water when you can get it. I drink yeah. that whenever I can get it. Yeah. So is that something you purchase or do you have like a, like a system in your house or like, no, it's something we purchase. We live, we're, we're really fortunate. We live really close to a place called mineral wells, Texas, and they have this okay. huge mineral spring and it's world renowned water that comes out of this. We just take big five gallon jugs out there and fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. Now is that like effervescent? Is it slightly carbonated? Uh, they they do make at? some, no, and not naturally they carbonate it themselves, but they have a very high, uh, content of like magnesium, silica, uh, yeah, whatever, a couple others, but yeah, it's very, very good. Did it take you a while to get used to the flavor? Cause we live, we live close yeah. to Manitou Springs, which is known for its mineral wells. And like, we have a, there's a, uh, there's a sun water spa up there where you can go and like actually soak in mineral water. And, and oh. I know that's been, that's been amazing for us. When we were doing 75 hard. We would go there to just sort of decompress and, and, and soak and, but I have a hard time with the flavor of the mineral water. Is that, is that something that you, you needed to adjust to or? I, it was at first because it is different. If you've never had mineral water, it's, it's different, but I got to where I just love the taste of it. Um, really? As long as it's not too, too strong, but you know, if it's, if it's a good yeah. strong mineral water, I know that it's good because of the way that it tastes. Yeah. And it associates that in my brain and my brain likes it. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's something I haven't considered. I have to think, rethink that because Carrie's a big fan of the mineral water, but I, I'm, I'm. Well, it's kind of like kombucha. You know, some people can take it. Some people can leave it. <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> no. My okay, kids see, I like kombucha. I, I, I've had a couple that I could tolerate, um, but, and I know it's good for you, but like, I'm not, a, I can't do vinegars. Like I don't like apple cider vinegar. Like I'll do certain salad dressings they got to be just right for me to, cause that vinegary, that, that sort of like gets you right in the back of your throat kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and kombucha. Is taste. Yeah. Yeah. That, that apple cider vinegar, everybody raves about like, I no. take a teaspoon of that every morning in water, right when I wake up just to yeah. help aid digestion. Yeah. Yeah. And but I don't like the taste digestion for you. Not problem, but when you're eating as much food as bodybuilders do, digestion is what is a main issue. So okay. you're looking for things to help your digestion. So I'm taking probiotics. I'm taking terazine. You know, yeah. I'm taking. How many terazine a day? How many terazine a day do you, do you think you take? Ten to twelve, probably, or, or maybe yeah. maybe even fourteen. I mean, I try yeah. to take it with every meal. Sometimes I forget, but I'll do that. I do apple cider vinegar, um, probiotics, enzymes, um, and you know, fast digestive acting digestive foods. Or if they're going to be slow digesting. I make sure they're later in the day so that they're not blocking up my digestion throughout the day. So you digest them overnight when you're sleeping, when your body's doing all that work anyway. Yeah. Or when I'm not expecting to eat much more after that, or my next couple meals are going to be light. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's something that I think gut health is one of those areas too, where 
people just have zero understanding or very limited understanding of how important it is, or they hear it, but they don't really know what to do about it. So like Terrazyme is a product you mentioned. I mean, that, that, that's like a, that's like the gold standard in our house. I mean, for those of you that are listening, it's a digestive enzyme. It's called Terrazyme by Dosterra for digestion. You absolutely have to have it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, I mean, if you don't have digestive issues, like you, like you said, you know, you're, you're really just looking at it because you're taking in so many calories and so much you're consuming so much that it's assisting your body. And, you know, cause like, if you look at like paleo or, you know, prehistoric sort of, you know, diets, like they're not eating as much as you are. Right. It's like our bodies aren't necessarily designed to process that much food, but if you have any sort of digestive issues, I mean, from, from lactose intolerance to, you know, all sorts of different anything that creates these bloating and gas and all those things in our house, man. I mean, it's crazy. The amount of terrorism that we use because we just don't eat well. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like my wife's got some digestive issues that have come up in the last six months or so. And we just had this conversation and I was like, do me a favor. I was like, I want you to take 12 terrazyme a day. And she was like, what? And I was like, just try it just throughout the day. Just so she did on Sunday. Cause it was mother's day. And you know, we did a big charcuterie and she's kind of got a, a, a dairy thing. And she's like, we well, can't put cheese in front of me and have me not eat it. Like that's gonna like, you know, she knows it's a choice, but like, so she was doing a terrazyme every 30 to 45 minutes wow. throughout the day. And she was like, we talked about it yesterday and she was like, I was fine. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, man, that stuff. It helps guys. It really helps. Really Especially good. if you know, like you said, you're going to eat cheese or ice cream or dairy yeah. specifically for anyone. Dairy. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's amazing. Um, yeah. I dig it. So yeah, I definitely need, and, and, and I'll go public and say, you, you have my permission to check in on me and, and hold me accountable on that food front. Cause that is, that Just is tell me when you're going to start. I won't bug you to you. Tell me you're going to start. Yeah, I will. I, I got to get into it. I, I, I think you sent that meal plan to me. And like the next yeah. day is when we found out we had COVID. And I, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, so we did too a few weeks before. Let me ask you, how was COVID for you? It was fine. It, it's, it's really tricky. I'm like, to be perfectly honest, I'm really kind of conflicted on the whole thing right now. Cause for my wife and I, we both had it. None of the kids in my house got it. Um, we both lost taste and smell. We both had low energy, but that was about it. Like no respiratory issues, no real illness, nothing. If I hadn't lost my taste and smell, I probably wouldn't have known that I had anything. Wow. See, it's, it's so funny you said that because the first time I had it, which was like last summer, exact same thing. No taste, no smell. I just kind of felt tired and weak. Yeah. It was no big deal. The second time I had it, which I think I got from, well, it's another another story on shedding, but um, I I we got it. I got it. It was but not. I had my taste and smell, but I couldn't draw a full breath for like yeah. three or four weeks. It was it wasn't like I was out of breath. So like, and I didn't dare do cardio or anything. Just like I get out of breath, but it was just yeah. like it wouldn't let up. And then it finally did. So I got what people were talking about, but even that wasn't horrible. Yeah. It's, it's tough for me. I have a, I have a good friend of mine whose brother passed away last night from complications due to COVID. And so I'm really like in this weird mental space right now about, you know, and I'm seeing all these things about masks, no masks and COVID and not COVID and like vaccines and not vaccines and shedding and all the things and like zero judgment, like everybody's got a different experience. And that's kind of where I'm kind of like, 
man, like my experience was so mild. I was like, I don't know what show what people are talking about. Like COVID's nothing. It was great. And then, you know, two days into our experience, I find out my buddy's got it. And then his brother got it. And we're like day to day hasn't really changed. And he's in the ICU, you know, struggling and ended up not making it through it. And, and so it's like, man, like it's hard for, I think it's, I think we all just need to really, really, really think about like, just cause my experience is one way does uh, no. not have any bearing on what someone else's is and just try to be as compassionate as we can. I've come full circle on that too. Yeah. <laughs> First you have, you have your opinion. This is the way it is. And later on you're like, yeah, hang on. There's other people who have different experiences. Uh, yeah. That way too. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really, I think that's like a really good through line for all of it. Like your bodybuilding experience is yours you know, and the things that you, you experience with diet and food and, and, and the workouts, like, cause it sounds to me like the workouts for you were the, weren't that big a deal. Like, like they're hard, they're work, yeah. but like you got a ton of joy out of that where other people like hate going to the gym and hate moving stuff. Right. Well, I got joy out of what I was seeing. Like, I wasn't happy the first two or three weeks. I mean, it was like, I was like, I committed to this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, you start feeling better and it's like, okay, it's okay. I, you know, I'll do it. I don't like it. Do it. And then you start to see your body change. And it's like, wait, because I put in all that work. This is happening. Whoa, hold on. What else can I do? Yeah. Oh, I can push a little bit harder here. I can do that. And then it's, then it's like, you see the reward of your effort. Yeah. Tangibly. And that does something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about that <laughs> of it too. Cause like, I know when we did 75 hard, which doesn't really compare to what you're doing. Um, I mentally got fired up by it. Like I loved having a checklist and a goal and a like thing to push through. And even when like, I kind of got off on like being exhausted and getting to the gym, like nothing's going to stop me like the, the mental gymnastics for me were a positive thing. My wife's experience was way different. She was like, nobody tells me what to do. I don't care that I got to go to the gym. Like she had a totally different and she got really hung up on like the calories and the food and the, and the numbers. And like the first week, the scale didn't change. And she was like really wrapped up in the whole number game. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about like what, what the head games were for you, like rolling out of bed at 5 a.m. And, and, you know, you said it did impact your family a little bit and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was a hard year for everybody. So like, what's that piece of the puzzle for you? Like, yeah, well, the mental games, the mental games for me was not so much of, Oh, I've got to do this again. Um, although there were those days, especially towards the end. And you, if you will go back and watch my contest prep videos, you know, you'll see, I think it's the third one where it's like, man, I just don't even do this. You know, I have no energy. Yeah. But I'm going to do it because I've got a deadline. I have to do that. My mental game for myself, and this is where I might even get emotional about this, was um, are you going to finish this? Because, you know, you're going to quit. You're probably going to quit this, you know, because that's been my record on doing things past things that are you know are important or things that could benefit me well that were hard and you know, I start it and I get interested in it and then you know I quit. And so I that's the inner voice inside me that was like, 
I got to fight all that, you know, all the time. It's like, oh, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. You're going to quit. So I was like, no, you're going to be the voice that's pushing me to finish this. And so <clears throat> when it got hard, you know, and I, and I wanted to quit. And there, was, there were several times that I wanted to quit. And I um, had some good friends that helped me. Um, <laughs> my wife did, especially. She was a big, big supporter for me. Um, and just telling myself that your best is going to be good enough this time. It's like, no matter what you do, you'll hear me say that throughout my videos. It's like, when I got to the end, it wasn't about going on stage. It wasn't about winning. It had nothing to do with that. I finished what I started to do, and I won. The day before I went on stage, I had already in my mind won everything. And so going out and doing the show was just going to be fun. And because, and I really believe because I had that attitude, that mental aspect. If you watch my contest video, I go out there, but I didn't have a care in the world. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't, I wasn't uptight. I had the most fun I ever had in my lifetime. And, and I won, you know, the whole thing, which blew me away. Because here's a guy that's competing, 41-year-old competing against these 20, 30-year-olds that are just massive guys. Yeah. And, uh, but this guy who's never lifted before, who gave it his best the whole time, won. And so that, that, was, that was big. Yeah, that's huge, man. I think there's so much power in that, in saying, like, I think that so many of us feel like we've been defeated. We've gotten our butt kicked. We've had things where we feel like we've put a lot of effort in that haven't gone our way. And so like when you say this time, my best is going to be good enough. I think so many of us feel like our best just isn't good enough Yeah. and, and get wrapped up in, you know, how much effort do I put forth before, you know, I just decide to settle. Right. And I love that. Yeah. And it, it shows, man. I mean, I watched this journey from start to finish. And one of the things that I thought was really fascinating was not only that you won, like I wasn't surprised that you won. I, and, and I'm not in it. So I don't, I, I don't understand the, the subculture of bodybuilding. So like, I don't know if you had, <laughs> I don't either, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if, if you coming in, like, I didn't know that you had never worked out before. I didn't know that like, you know, so I, I, for me, it wasn't like, does he have a shot or does he not have a shot? Cause I'm sure you had detractors who were like, you know, this guy's never worked out. He's never competed. You know, what's he doing? You know, he's probably got going through a midlife crisis. He's just out there trying to, <laughs> trying to have some fun. Right. Oh, yeah. and, um, I know I didn't hear him. I heard him behind my back talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cause you know, a lot of people think, you know, a lot of people think this is a young man's game. Like you said, you know, you're on stage with, with these younger kids and, that you just and what i've noticed is that like post competition i feel like you kind of have stepped into this other role also of like inspiring and motivating and almost challenging others to like step into their power because you did that and you saw the results and that was another thing that really drew me to like want to talk to you about that that and that Keith, that's really what I, I got from all this is I was, I was asking God, you know, what, what is the purpose here? What out of all this? I mean, obviously I want to show, and that was great for me, but you know, that means nothing in the grand scheme of things. You know, what is the purpose? And I started thinking as I learned the new, learned something new and I was able to do something that was I, amazing. I don't even say it was pretty amazing for me that it inspired other people to make a positive change in their life. 
because of it. Um, that that to me was was just was huge. And I thought, well, I'm going to keep doing this because I have to keep this now because I just got signed by two uh, agencies to do acting and fitness modeling. And so, you know, I've got to, I'm still trying more big, bigger or a little bit bigger and still lean at the same time, which, which helps motivate me to keep eating right. And to keep making that even more of a habit. You brought up some now that I think is important. Like, so you went into this thing kind of not knowing why, right? Like kind of just going, I need, oh, something. Yeah. I need something to do. I got to prove to myself. And out of that comes like you got, you got acting yeah. coming up, you got modeling coming up, like the doors that have opened for you from you just like trusting the plan and diving in. I mean, yeah. that's powerful. That was huge because for me, when I started, I was pretty low at a pretty low spot in my life, you know, mentally, you know, just, and not seeing a lot of hope, you know, especially with the COVID year and everything. Yeah. So when I did, and I didn't know what I was doing to do with my life. I was like, what am I going to, what do I do now? You know, what's next? I had it's in that point where I was like, had no direction. And so the, then the voice is like, well, do a step. Well, here's a step. So I did this step. And out of that, you know, I've got a whole new culture of people. I've got new career. I've got a new, another possible career as a pro bodybuilder on top of that, because, you know, like I said, they told me I'm, Got very good genetics for this, a classical physique competitor. And I have a very good chance of earning a professional card this year. And so, you know, that could come out of it. I'm seeing people starting to work out, coming to the gym with me. I'm seeing my kids be more productive because they see what hard, that hard work pays off. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing my own, I hate to use this word because it sounds so hippie-ish, but vibration, um, just go from here to here in all things, yeah. you know, how, how this has just impacted every single area of my life and business and my confidence and my ability to love other people and my ability to spread joy, um, inspiration. So if you're watching or listening and you're at that point where it's like, I don't have direction. I don't know what to do. I am just, I'm done. To lack of a better word. Take one step. Yeah. In one direction. But wherever that is, if it's physical, that'll help every other aspect of your body too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, and it's funny, you know, that word vibration. Uh, but it's true because I've seen, you know, like the, you even just like through the social media stuff that I've seen, like the before and after pictures, like when you started this, you weren't like at, you might've been mentally at a low point. And, and, and you and I don't really know each other that well. So like, I didn't really know you before this, but like the before pictures that you shared when you started this journey versus like now you're sharing before pictures when you were even bigger and in, in worse shape. Cause like the confidence is there to go, look, you know, I was actually in worse shape at a different point in my life, but this is where I'm at. And I think what people kind of fail to recognize sometimes and I'm like you, I, I want people to, to see their potential. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's why I started this podcast and, and, and which is like kind of the good thing out of this pandemic, like, because I had time to sit and think about how do I, I was in a similar position, like, like, how do I impact people in a positive way? How do I move them forward? 
And for me, it's communication and it's sharing other people's stories and helping to connect dots where I think people who may be listening to this can go, well, I can do that. Or that fascinates me enough to look into it more. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it's like, if you don't have a purpose or a cause or a mission, just pick one, like just throw the dart at the board, wherever it lands, take a step in that direction and do something because productivity creates more productivity, right? And like doing stuff creates more things for you to do. And you'll through that process, if you'll trust it, you'll find the thing that you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll find right. confidence and you'll find impact like i don't think any of us live in it could be something you would never imagine yourself doing in a million years yeah like when your wife like when you and your wife got married did she think she was marrying a pro body <laughs> who was gonna get jacked and like look like be the highest <laughs> block like it's <laughs> you know no but she did mention once or twice early on it'd be nice if you look like that so, yeah i'm sure she's not, not like, disappointed you saw the before picture you know that was that wasn't that fun that was a hard thing to post i will say that but i yeah i saw there more value in being real because people can say, oh, I'm like that, too. They can't always be like, well, I can't do that. But it's like, oh, but I look like that. So yeah. he did. Maybe I can do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it inspires me, man. I mean, I've I've dropped – I was pushing 250 two years ago. And for me, I got into Spartan races and I got into, you know, some different things. It wasn't bodybuilding. Those um, are fun. You know, they are fun. And I'm hoping – I'm hoping – uh, you know, there's a bunch of us going to be in Utah in July. I'm hoping that uh, the Spartan race in Utah lands at the same time so we can get a bunch of people out there playing in the mud together. That'd be fun. But I'll come play with you. It gives us, it gives me something to train towards. Like, I got to have a goal, right? So it's exactly what you said. That's like, key. pick something That's key. and work towards it. And I have this big, I have this big theory about like the word try. Like, people always say, well, I tried this or I tried that. And I'm like, maybe you didn't really try it. You did it. Like you may have failed. You may, you may have not been as successful as the story you created in your head, but you still did it, but you still did it, mm-hmm. you know, and we got to start giving ourselves credit for the wins. We got to right. start working. Oh, so yes. Oh gosh. We, that's so important. Give yourself credit. When I beat myself up more than anyone does. You probably yeah. beat yourself up more than anyone does. Yeah. And we're the only ones doing it. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why? And our opinion is the only one that really counts. Why? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a good place to to wrap up, man. I think that, you know, you're definitely an inspiration. I think people definitely need to jump in and find you. Um, Are you going to update your website? Because I know right now it's mostly music. Music, yeah. It's been about uh, guitar for a while. No, I'm I'm trying to update it right now. It's going to be for me as a bodybuilder and a model and a musician. Uh, yeah. But they can, most people, they can follow me on an Instagram. I'm more, more there than anyway at Chad Musician, but that's probably going to change too. But that's what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you send me that stuff and I'll put it in the, in the show notes so they, they can track you down and follow your journey and get inspired the way I have been. I really appreciate you taking the time today to share part of your story, part of your journey. And, and hopefully we can get some people interested in, and in getting to the gym, changing their diet, following your story. And, uh, Let's keep in touch, man. Let's let's. I know you got another contest coming up in September. That's that's the plan right now. We're either either September or maybe December, but we'll, we'll see. Depends on how how good we, we we grow between now and then. Awesome. Keep me in the loop, and let's uh let's talk some more when you when you take the next trophy. All right, Keith. Thanks a lot, man. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Bye.